You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. At the bottom of the hour, we'll, we'll revisit what happened to Maddie and I on the elevator on the way home from the Dome last night. Because Maddie's very sour. He has a lot of regret this morning. He's, he's flopping around in the pool of regret. Uh, we want to hear your fun regret story. 960-960 on the text line. Your chance to win a $100 gift card from Golf Town. And if you call us in with your fun regret story at 830, mm-hmm. you'll get a chance to win Flames Preds tickets tomorrow night. Lower Bowl down at the Dome. Wow. We're giving a lot of stuff away coming up at the bottom of the hour. We just throw stuff away here. Big show in the morning with Russick and Rose. Get, we're just, just, we just make it rain just constantly. Handing stuff out. It's like, here, listener, here, here's this. Here's, here's that. this. Here's this. We just give a ton of stuff away because we're so kind and generous. Yeah, that's exactly the words I would use. Uh, a man who's kind and generous with his time this morning. Segways are on point just today, Georgie. Bam, 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 bam. This bam. is a good show. Is it? Nope. Okay. Uh, Derek Wills is the uh, radio play-by-play voice for the Calgary Flames on Sports at 960. He joins us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Derek, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. All right. You've teased it. Uh, I got to hear the elevator story. Okay, all right. Okay, so Matty, why don't you tell him what happened last night? We were just trying to leave, and we get to the elevator as we're trying to get out of the building, and and we step in the elevator, and there's uh, one other worker, some sort of concession gent, uh, getting in, and there's another guy in a suit who's got a walkie-talkie with him, and he's got the earpiece in or whatever. So we get in the elevator, and uh, there's two options. You can go down to the event level. You can go down to the box le- or the, the club level. And club level is where you leave. Event is where we do all of our media stuff and all that garbage. Um, we just said, as we're going down, can I go to the club level? And he just goes, oh, come on. I got to get out first. And I got to get downstairs. He's got to get downstairs. And we were both... I, I was kind of taken aback and I because I was like that it's gonna be like twenty seconds and that's very strange and mm-hmm. okay. Um and then instead I apologized to him for <laughs> for um for slowing him down, I guess. Yeah. And then uh, we got to the floor where we had to get out, and then there was a snack cart there that was going to get on the elevator anyway. So in the end, an inconsequential right. decision that we were going to leave, but I didn't like that he had said something about it, implying that like he had to get down there first, and then I apologized to him. And, yeah. and that's that's my regret, is, is that I apologized. I should have just said nothing. This was a member, Derek, of the Seattle Kraken uh, coaching staff. Uh, gave Maddie the, uh, and and Maddie's a little upset that he at least didn't say something to him. So now he has a lot of regret. So that's why we're taking a lot of text phone calls later on some fun regret stories. But Maddie's still sour about it. But just the way he came across too. I got to get downstairs. Yeah, like it's like okay, calm down, okay. bud. Like it's like he story. was more important than you. Exactly. I wasn't gonna say it. Exactly. But exactly uh. more important than anybody in the elevator, not just yeah, you know. Maybe he was afraid he was going to miss the bus to the airport, but I, I think the Kraken were actually staying in Calgary oh, no. last night because of the weather, oh, so Derek, that this, couldn't be it. This was the second intermission because we left after two. Oh. No bus Well, you left missed. at the right time, didn't you? Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we did. We, <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> we, we absolutely did. What a weird game 
last night yeah. too. They they score those two quick goals in the third period, 17 seconds apart. You're like, all right, now they're going to cruise to victory. What the hell happened in that third, Derek? Well, it's funny because I did not like the Flames at all in the first period. And I don't know if the players did what I did. And let's look at the Kraken and say, you know, they missed the playoffs by a country mile last season. They're down to their fourth and fifth string goaltenders. This is going to be an easy game. Maybe that crept into their minds last night. So they didn't play a good first period, but they were only down one nothing. So still very much in the hockey game going into the second. And then to the Flames credit, they started playing their game and they took the game over. You, you talk about the two quick goals in the third. They scored two quick goals in the second too. Two goals less than two minutes apart to turn a one nothing deficit into a two to one lead. And I thought until the final, I'd say four or five minutes of the second period, it was all flames. They were coming at the Kraken in waves, probably could have had or should have had a, a larger lead, didn't. The Kraken, they got a few good shifts in a row, kind of swung momentum a little bit, tied the game, going to the third period. And then the third period, those two goals in 17 seconds, again, lead me to believe the Flames are going to run away and hide with the hockey game. And maybe that's what they thought too. And maybe they took their uh, foot off the gas a little bit. But the Kraken, to their credit, would not go away last night. And just some uncharacteristic mistakes by Flames players who rarely make those mistakes. Certainly uh, rarely make them in, in those types of situations where you've got a two-goal lead and then a one-goal lead. And then the game is tied in the third period. And they just didn't manage it very well, guys. And uh, it's uh, a lesson that uh, they're going to have to learn the hard way, unfortunately, uh, leaving last night's game without any points when they did some good things, but uh, just made too many mistakes, in my opinion. And, and now there's things to kind of break down from this game, obviously. And I think the most obvious one is uh, the changes to the lines. What did you make? Did yeah. anything pop for you? You know what? I thought the line that I really wondered about going into the game was pretty darn good last night. But when I looked at the Flames' four new-look lines for last night's game against the Kraken, there, there was one line that really stuck out to me and, and made me think, can this line work long-term? And that was the second line with Elias Lindholm between Milan Lucic and Tyler Toffoli. Lindholm has been their number one centerman. So first of all, I'm not sure the long-term vision of Daryl Sutter is to demote him to number two centerman. Finished second in Selkie Trophy voting last season. He's an outstanding player, uh, leads the team at average time on ice. I, I just don't think he's going to be their number two centerman for, for a long time. And then you've got Milan Lucic, who I think has played incredibly well in his role as the fourth line left winger. And he's played under 11 minutes in that role. So asking him to play, what, 16, 17, 18 or more minutes as the second line left winger? Again, I'm not sure that he's going to be as effective if you ask him to do that. And then there's Tyler Toffoli. I know that the first line prior to last night, so the first line with Elias Lindholm between Jonathan Huberdeau and Tyler Toffoli has been a work in progress, but I would argue that Toffoli has been the best of the three. So I'm not sure that he really deserves to get demoted either, but that line was actually quite effective. Lucic, he's really skating well this season, and he's a north-south guy that gets in there in the forecheck and bangs and crashes and he had that one shift last night where he threw three absolutely huge body checks and I just love the way he's competing right now and and that line I thought was pretty darn good uh the first line 
kind of like the old first line, but maybe to an even greater extent. I thought they fought it. And it, it's like Jonathan Huberto is trying so hard to put up points and to help the team win hockey games that he's forcing stuff that just isn't there. I'm not worried about him in the long run, but right now he, he's definitely fighting it, especially at five on five. And I would even say on the power play because the power play has dropped off over the last four or five games. So didn't love that line last night. The third line with Michael Backlund. Backlund is playing at such a high level this season. I'm not sure who you, it matters who you put on his wings. You know, last night, Dylan Dubé and Blake Coleman were flanking him. I thought that line was, was quite good. The fourth line got off to a pretty good start, I thought. You know, Daryl Sutter went through that laundry list of things that Adam Rzhitska has to do to stay in the lineup and didn't think he got off to a bad start, but I thought that line kind of faded as the game went on. So, I don't know, guys. We'll see what they look like at practice today. Uh, if I was Daryl Sutter, God knows I'm not, but if I was, I would probably go back to the four lines they were using prior to last night's game because I thought the first line was slowly trending in the right direction. So uh, I would probably go to back back to that and, and see if you can get those guys going. Well, you mentioned them, but isn't all of this just feel like it's just to get Huberto going? I'm not sure all of it's to get Huberto going. Ultimately, it's up to Jonathan to get himself going. Uh, I do think that the transition going from a run and gun Panthers team that, you know, played fun hockey last season. Let's be honest. They would win a lot of six, four style games. That's not how the flames play. So I think the transition of going from that team to the flames has been a difficult one for him because really the, the systems and the styles are complete opposites, polar opposites, Florida compared to Calgary. So uh, I think it's been a way bigger adjustment for Jonathan Huberto and probably to a, a little bit lesser extent, Mackenzie Weger than it has been for Nazem Kadri, who goes from an avalanche team to a flames team, two teams that play pretty similar styles. So uh, when Huberto gets going, it's not if it's when, then the flames are going to be an even better hockey team than they have been so far this season. They're five and three, despite playing some really tough opponents, especially early. And despite the fact that they have some guys who are still looking for their A game and still trying to build chemistry. So a uh, couple of tough losses in a row here where the Flames gave up third period leads, which under Daryl Sutter, they just haven't done the last couple of years. So uh, anxious to see how they bounce back tomorrow. Where yet on what we're seeing from the power play right now? Because yesterday, uh, um, an offer against a, a club in Seattle that is uh, prior to the game was one of the uh, the bottom teams as far as penalty kill percentage. But uh, yesterday made it look pretty good against the Calgary Flames, especially when they had those two opportunities in, uh, I believe it was the first period that they couldn't cash in on. Yeah, you can tell that they're just, again, fighting it a little bit. I thought the power play was excellent. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think they scored five power play goals in the first three games and they really looked like they were on the same page on the power play you know even though that top line was kind of fighting it offensively five on five i thought that uh, those three guys looked really good on the first unit power play along with kadri and anderson as the quarterback but yeah i would say in the last five games they've struggled a to win face-offs in the offensive zone more so the first unit than the second unit because michael backland who's never been a good face-off guy, who's been a great face-off guy this season. But that second unit, it's not getting as much time as the first unit, obviously. So I, I think face-offs is an area where if they can win some more offensive zone draws and not have to spend 15 or 20 seconds trying to retrieve the puck and get back into the offensive zone, that would be a good start. But 
they're just having a hard time getting pucks to the net and bodies to the net. Uh, I always find that when the power play is not working, you have to simplify it. And you can do that by just funneling pucks to the net and creating some chaos. So, you know, you got five talented guys in that first unit power play. I think you have all the elements you need to have a successful power play, but maybe a lack of confidence is an issue right now, guys. You know, things haven't gone Jonathan Huberdeau's way early in the season, and he's like Johnny Gaudreau used to be. Uh, I think going to be the guy who kind of stirs the the drink on that first power play unit. So uh, once uh, you know he can find a groove, I think that uh, that group's going to be just fine. But right now, he, again, kind of like the team at five on five, or at least some members of the team at five on five, uh, it, it feels like they're just trying to force it. Well, and and I agree with you. Like if the Flames win that opening faceoff on the power play, it usually looks pretty good because they're quite good at doing recoveries after they create an opportunity. Yep. Um, with some of their wingers, Kadri's great at that. Huberto is really strong when it comes to the recovery. But right now, for my money, the entries through the neutral zone are struggling. And we saw the Yanni Gord goal that was a direct result of the first unit kind of getting all tangled up in the neutral zone. It ends up with Anderson causing the turnover, but really there is a, a bunch of errors that led to it. Right now, it's the biggest place of the Flames miss Johnny Gaudreau for my money. Would you agree? The power play entries? Yeah, and I know that there are a lot of people who hate that bump back pass. Mm. But here's the thing. I think it's important in life to know when you're not the smartest guy in the room. So if I'm in a room with Daryl Sutter or Kirk Muller or Ryan Huska or Kale McLean or J.B. Pringle or Jason LaBarbera or any head coach or associate coach or assistant coach in this league, I'm not the smartest guy in that room. So I would say that all 32 teams, to a certain extent, use that bump back pass. It'll work maybe not 99 times out of 100, but it works way more often than it doesn't. But then there's that one time, like last night, where it didn't work for a number of reasons, and everybody says, oh, I hate that bump back pass. But th there's a reason why 32 head coaches who know way more about hockey than any of us use it, because it is a good way to get through the neutral zone. But I do think you might be onto something, because Johnny Gaudreau was the guy that they would bump the puck back to, right? And what it allows a player to do is to come out of the de defensive zone with some speed. And then uh, if you use one guy in the bump back, it's up to him to kind of weave his way through the neutral zone. And then you can gain the offensive blue line with control and with speed. Sometimes teams will use two guys. And then that, I think, changes the way you try to defend that bump back pass because you can't overload to the one side. You you've got to make sure you've got guys on both sides of the ice, depending on where the puck goes. So... You're right. Entries have been a struggle for the Flames. I would say not just on the power play, but even at five on five, you know, getting through that neutral zone with control and, and getting across the offensive blue line has been something that they've struggled with at times this season, uh, maybe more so on the power play than uh, in other areas of the game. But you're right. I do think that that's something they're going to have to continue to work on uh, and probably will in practice today. And, and then I think execution of the games really is the key. They, they know how to do it. It's just a matter of going out there and doing it. Derek Wills is the play-by-play -play voice for the Calgary Flames on Sports at 960. Joining us here on the Atlas Pizza in Sports Bar guest line. What is that Nikita Zadorov fight? How does that play in the dressing room when clearly uh, he, it, that, that's not his weight class last night fighting Jamie Alexiak? It's not. Uh, but the thing is, there's nobody in his weight class. He is the biggest player in the National Hockey League. 
He was one inch taller and 20 pounds heavier than Nikita Zadorov, who is an absolute monster himself. So I think that puts it in perspective. But George, I thought it was one of the things that helped the Flames turn that hockey game around last night. Mm. Nikita Zadorov said as much after the game. He didn't drop the gloves because he was mad at Jamie Alexiak. He did it to try to get his team going. And, and earlier on, I talked about how flat the Flames were in the first period last night. They just they weren't ready to play. And Zadorov recognized that and knew that something had to happen or, or someone had to make something happen. So he went out there and, and made something happen. And I know that Zadorov made some mistakes last night, but I, I actually thought that he had a really good game because there was that fight, he scored a goal, and, and he did some good things. He made some mistakes, and he's going to have to clean those up. But, you know, I give the guy a lot of credit for going out there and, and fighting the biggest guy in the league to try to get his team going. And uh, I think Daryl Sutter probably feels the same way. Uh, last one for me, just on uh, Dan Vladar. I thought on uh, what we saw from the goaltender for the Calgary Flames, who uh, got his first start since the 15th, did see some relief action against the Sabres. And I guess a follow-up, um, quite a few games here in November. We'll probably end up seeing him pretty soon. Do you have a game that you've maybe looked at and said, that might be another one that we see Dan Vladar. Well, next week they play three games and four nights on the road. So he's going to get one of those games for sure. Uh, not sure he'll get to either of the two games that the Flames have remaining uh, on this season-long eight-game homestand. But, you know, it's funny. He gives up five goals last night on 26 shots. So the, the numbers don't look good, right? But in our post-game show, I, was, I threw it out there to, to Pat Steinberg and Peter Lombardius and asked them, did he give up any bad ones? And really none of us thought that he gave up any goals that he, well, he'd like to have every goal back, but any real bad ones. There were no stinkers last night, in my opinion, but sometimes you kind of miss little details of the game when you're trying to call the game and following the puck around. So I wanted to go back and watch all five of the cracking goals, which I did this morning. So uh, the one nothing goal was just a, a perfect shot off the iron with a goal post and the crossbar connect. You tip your cap to the shooter in that one. Uh, the 2-2 goal was a long two-on-one. Tough for a goaltender. The 4-3 goal, a great pass by Wenberg over to Sprong. It was a power play goal. Can't fault the goaltender for that one. The game-tying goal, Kadri uh, and Anderson were trying that bump back, and it didn't work. So Kadri turns the puck over at the blue line, leads to a shorthanded breakaway for Gord, and, and he makes no mistake. And then the game-winning goal was a turnover by Lucic at the blue line. It led to a, a three-on-one, almost a four-on-one. And then Eberle makes a, a great pass to Beneers, and, and that's it. So looking at all five of the goals that the Kraken scored, would you like a save or two more from Dan Vladar? Sure. I'm not sure I expected a save or two more from Dan Vladar uh, with the way those five goals were scored. So uh, I thought last night was way more on the forwards and defensemen, not playing anywhere close to a full 60 minutes than it was on the goaltender. Now, if you get one or two more saves, you probably get a point or two out of that hockey game. So I'm not you know, saying that Dan Vladar didn't play a role in the Flames losing to the Kraken last night. I just, I think there were bigger issues. Derek, I wanted to ask you, uh, you mentioned the post-game show. I heard Lou say something last night that kind of caught my attention. He said that maybe this team needs to go out on the road to build a little more chemistry. Yep. Uh, do you agree with that? 100%. Uh, the schedule is what it is. And managers and coaches and players have been telling me for years that they try to control the things that they can control. 
the schedule is not a thing that uh, a coach or a player can control. So you, you try to make the best of it. And I think the Flames have done a really good job uh, making the best of a bad schedule to start the season. You don't want to play nine of your first 10 games at home for a number of reasons. Number one, you've got a bunch of new players on this team. And I've asked coaches and players, what's the best way to build chemistry? Can you do it in practice or do you have to do it in games? Everybody has said you do it in games. And then the other way you can build chemistry, not on the ice, but off the ice, is to spend some time with your teammates. It's hard to do when you're at home for a prolonged period of time, as the Flames have been. You know, right now they're six games into a, a season-long eight-game homestand. So when you're on the road, you're forced to spend time with your teammates. You're forced to, to get back and forth uh, to the rink with them on the bus or, or walking, depending on your location. You're forced to go out for dinner with them. And maybe forced is the wrong word because this is a group of guys that's pretty close and, and they want to spend time together. But it's way easier to do that on the road than it is at home. And then the other thing is when you're at home, especially if you're married and you've got kids, there are way more distractions. On the road, you're able to focus on hockey. And basically the team, if it's a game day or a practice day, especially a game day, your schedule's laid out for you from the time you get up to the time you go to bed pretty much. So you're able to just focus on playing hockey. So I really do agree with Lou. I think this team needs a road trip. Uh, they're going to get a three-game road trip next week. But, hey, you, you can't start thinking about that. You've got two games left on this eight-game homestand. You're five and three. You've played some really tough teams, and you've beat some really tough teams. And if you can, you can win the next couple of games, then I think you, you have to give the Flames a lot of credit for – if they win the next two games, they're going to be seven and three in their first ten, with nine of those first ten at home. And way more practices than games, and way too much time between most of the games. Tough schedule. If you can finish at seven and three, I think you put yourself in a really good spot and you feel good going onto that three game road trip next week. And uh, a team that uh, is pretty tight can get even tighter off the ice and on the ice, they can focus on just playing hockey. So yeah, I do think that they could use a road trip right about now. And uh, with the snow, I think we all could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Derek Wills yeah. is the voice of the Calgary Flames on Sports at 960. Uh, Derek, always great stuff. Let's do it again soon, pal. Sounds good, and uh, everybody stay safe out there. Those roads uh, don't look very good this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great advice. There he goes, uh, Derek Wills, on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Dine in, pick up, or have any of your game day special delivered. Find out why Atlas Pizza is a 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner, 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast, or call 403 248 33 are you on that train that they need to go on on the road here? I think it's always good to get a road trip. And frankly, just playing like this is a team that has been in Alberta for three weeks, coming up on four pretty quick here before they'll actually leave. Like October 13th was their first game. The season started days before that on the 11th, and they finished their preseason five days before that. Like it's been a long time here, and, and it's. Not a bad thing to get out on the road. I know it's a, I know it's a bit of a trope. It's a bit of a, a sports cliche to get that first road trip in, get the guys bonded and all that. But I also do think it is important, especially when you've got some new guys in. Now, the flip side is people are like, oh, they get out and they do all their team dinners and stuff. And I think the Flames are a group that just straight up hang out a lot off the ice as is. So I don't know if that's necessarily an issue. But 
it's never bad to get out on that road trip. I don't know if it's going to make a humongous difference, but a little bit of a different pressure for sure. Uh, Flames, two games left on this homestand. Nashville tomorrow, New Jersey on Saturday. But you have a chance to go to the game tomorrow night against the Preds. Lower bowl, down at the Dome. 403-240-4444. We'll revisit uh, Maddie's regret. He has a lot of regret. He's splashing around in the pool of regret. Not truth, but regret this morning. As uh, he had an incident with a... We had an incident with a member of the Kraken coaching staff. And uh, Maddie has a ton of regret. And we'd like to hear from you. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win Flames and Predators tickets. And we'll give away on the text line. Keep them rolling in. 960-960. Name and location to win a $100 gift card from Golf Town. Give us your fun regret story. Fun. Fun. It has to be fun. It's crappy out. Drive safe. We don't want sad regret stories. We want fun regret stories. You're up next. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960, The Fan. You're listening to the Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Got just over 20 minutes to go in the show. It's the Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Flames lose last night, 5-4 to the Kraken. Woof. Uh, it was It was a negative night. For a lot of people involved, um, I had a chance to uh, meet the voice of the Calgary Flames, Alan Beasley, and I go, "Hey, Alan, nice to meet you. Hey, Georgia, nice to meet you. Beautiful voice, the golden voice, silky smooth. Yeah, My a, vo- a voice you can like hug." And uh, I asked him, "Hey, Alan, uh, do you mind?" Well, Maddie goes, "Hey, can- George has a segment idea for you." Oh yeah, I go, "Hey, can you come on and read angry Leafs, Canucks, and Oilers fans tweets?" Uh, no, and he just walked away. Yeah, he said, "See it? Nope, bye." It was like I was Andre Iguodala going up for the layup in Game Seven of the NBA Finals in 2016, and he was LeBron James. He just came in and blocked LeBron James. He just came in and blocked me like Swat. nothing. So absolutely swatted. But that wasn't the biggest thing that happened last night. Mm. Maddie and I were leaving because Matt's move is stay for two periods, be home from the third period, miss the traffic, get to bed because we got to wake up ridiculously early for the show. So we're in the elevator. There's a gentleman who works for the Seattle Kraken, had the earpiece in, some sort of assistant coach. There's somebody who works in the building. There's the elevator operator, myself and Maddie. Maddie comes in the elevator and goes, club level, please. No problem. And then the member of the Seattle Kraken coaching staff said what? Hey, big deal does. He went, well, I got to get down there. I got to get down there right away. And then Maddie says, I'm sorry. And you're sour about and it. And now I'm sorry because it, it didn't you deserve stuck it. up for he us. He didn't deserve an apology. I... It was going to be a 10 second delay. Things were fine. And it just felt like and he could he could have kept his comments to himself. And this member of the Seattle and he didn't deserve an apology. Coaching staff was going to have to wait anyway because when we got off the club level, a dessert cart with two lovely young ladies jumped on. So the elevator was going to stop. He would have had to stop anyways. But he was being a bit of a Richard. Why are you the way that you are? Yeah, exactly. And then Maddie sour that he didn't stick up for himself. I just put my head down because I'm new. I'm the new guy. I I can't say anything. As soon as I got out of the elevator, I was like. Oh. And we even talked about it on the ride home and even on text messages. And then today, Maddie sour about it. So that gave us the idea. What is your fun regret story we'd like to hear? We got some good ones. 960-960 on the text line. 
for a $100 gift card to Golf Town. We'll do those after we get to our callers first. Right on. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win Flames Preds tickets tomorrow night at the Dome Lower Bowl. Uh, Let's get to the phone lines. Your fun regret story. Please make it fun. We don't want to get sad. It's snowy out there. Be careful. But let's get to Matt first. Matt, good morning. Thanks for calling. What's your fun regret story? Matt. Matt. Oh, hey there. Hey. Hey, bud. Hey, so, uh, so I was working at the uh, Calgary uh, at the Westin downtown, and uh, we had uh, we had a band come in, and they didn't say what the band was. They never really tell us. They give us a fake name. So we were waiting on the Dave Clark Three. I go deliver this. I go deliver the stuff up to the up to the lead singer's room. I still have no idea who it is. I come out of the room, and there's this homeless-looking guy coming towards me. And he puts a 50 American in my hand and goes, uh, hey, thanks for putting my guitar in the room. I still have no idea who the guy is. I get to the elevator to go down, make my way to the main lobby, and as the door, as the elevator opens, Jessica Simpson gets on the elevator. Now, it's Jessica Simpson, not Granny Jean's Jessica Simpson. It is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Dukes of Hazard, uh, Jessica mm-hmm. Simpson. I, I was about to uh, say the same thing, Matt. Okay. And yeah, so and I promise you, I did not get off the elevator. I rode it all the way back up. I realized the musician was John Mayer. I had never seen the gentleman before, and Jessica Simpson was her was the girlfriend at the time. And uh, yeah, I couldn't say one word to her, but uh, I had to, I had to ride the elevator up because it's not every not every day you get to you know uh, okay. someone like that. Okay, so Matt, what's your regret in all this? Because clearly you're a bit of a creeper because you stayed in the elevator <laughs> when you shouldn't have, which is fine. But what's your regret in all of this? Like, what I were you gonna say? To her. I, you know what? I got damn. I should have. T- I should have hit on her. I I had a chance. Yeah, well, yeah, you were John Mayer. Well, I'm sure she had a tough decision Matt, to make. Matt, I appreciate that shooters got to shoot. I appreciate that. Well, Hang on the line. You, know, you, you miss all the shots you don't take. That's right. right. Wayne Gretzky, Wayne you miss 100% of the shots Michael you don't Scott. take. Michael Scott. There you go. Uh, hang on the line, please, <laughs> Matt. So uh, Matt was <laughs> regrets that he didn't shoot his sh- shot with Jessica Simpson. I appreciate him calling. That's also him shooting his shot. Yeah, I, I, I do like that. Uh, let's get to our next caller here because this is your chance to win Flames and Predators ticket lower bowl tomorrow. Your fun regret here. Uh, let's get to Mora. Mora, good morning. How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, can you turn down your radio, please? Is that okay? Garrett, turn down the radio. Oh, wow. Okay. So, sorry, who's in the car with you? My husband. Well, that, that it, he he immediately turned on the radio. Thank you. What is your fun regret story? Um, a couple years ago at Stampede, I swallowed a beer tab. And I had to go to the hospital the next morning and get x-rays to make sure that it hadn't, like, perforated anything. <laughs> so, uh, I know there's a story to this. What, 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 what made what you? led to the regret? Yeah, what, what the regret? How did the beer tab end up inside you, Mora? I, I always take them off and put them in the beer, and I swallowed it while I was drinking. Okay. Now why do you why do you do that though? <laughs> For obvious reasons I regret it. And everybody now, whenever I drink, makes fun of me and likes to bring it up. Okay. All right. Hang on the line, Moral. That's pretty good. That's valid. Yeah. Hang like, on the line. That's I understand. Good. Yeah. I like that. I understand Mora's in contention. Why people are like, hey, 
and make sure you be and, careful with that tab. And by the way, her husband, uh, he turned that radio down immediately. In a hurry. He's like, turn it down. He's like, yes. Yes, we're going to the Preds game. Yes. <laughs> turn it down. Turn it down. Turn it down. All Preds right. Game, Preds uh, game, Preds uh, I, I like what we're doing here. Uh, let's get to uh, Brian. Brian, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's your regret, man? Um, so it's technically not my regret, but it's possibly a player's regret. Okay. About 10, 15 years ago, my dad took me to a preseason game in London, Ontario against the Capitals and Flyers. Okay. So I was all excited. I was outside, wanted to get an autograph, and out comes Yamir Yager. So I was really excited. I really wanted his autograph. Well, he picks up his cell phone and starts to talk on it. Well, lo and behold, as he passes me, his cell phone rings. So he was faking the whole time because he didn't want to sign any autographs. And the phone rang right in front of me um, as he was pretending. (laughs) Okay, but what's your regret? Oh, I believe it's his regret. So I thought that was a funny regret. So I I feel regret for him, I guess. He regrets that he didn't want to give him the... Okay, all right. No, he. I think he regrets he got caught. I don't think he does, Brian. <laughs> I think he. I don't think he does. I think he moved on. Brian, did you see the photo with him with uh, the posting of the lingerie model stuff? He just uh, doesn't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has much cares to be honest, though. <laughs> but I do like fair, the story. Fair enough. <laughs> okay, hang on, Brian. I like the story. It's pretty good. Uh, that's hilarious. That is phone that's, rings. That's getting big time. It's like, oh, hey. And, oh, like, sorry. That, I'm, I'm, that's, a, that's a universal oh, move by everybody. That's another call that it, also rings out loud. That's how these phones work. Weird. Um, uh, that, that's a move now everyone does in an elevator. They just pretend they're on their phone the whole time. Which is hilarious because you don't get service in elevators. Yeah. Stop it. We right. know that you're not doing anything in there. Uh, let's get to Grant uh, calling us on the big show here. Russick and Rose Sports at 960 The Fan. Grant, good morning. How are you? Yo, Grant, what up? Grant. Yeah, this is Grant. I'm up. Okay. Okay. Uh, you you <laughs> sound spry. Hold on, Grant. When, oh, Grant, hold on one sec. When did you wake up, Grant? Because you sound very spry this morning. Well, it's pretty early in a snowstorm, so I'm All lucky right. to be up this morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'll get to it quick. I sat beside a guy who played with Wayne Gretzky. His okay. name is Brenton Thompson. Okay? I didn't stay enough good enough shape to get to a tryout for the NHL. That's one of my regrets because he played with Wayne Gretzky and he was right across the street from me. I grew up with him all my life and uh I was actually, in my opinion, better than him. And but he stuck with it and made it. So that's one of my big, mm. big regret stories. I sat beside a guy who played with Wayne Gretzky. It's uh, mm. all right. I like it. Pretty good one, but uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he has a son in the league now, Tace Thompson, two sons. He, he's it's, it's an awesome story, and on his part, though. Uh, yeah. Grant, why didn't you stay in shape? Well, you know, I. Uh, just couldn't keep doing it. It's a, it's a rough go sometimes. You're getting <laughs> okay. killed out there. I, I, that's my regret. That is All right, really, Grant. T- truth's a really bad one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, pal. Hang on the line. I like that he referenced that the guy who he knew's son is Tice Thompson, who is, yes, a New Jersey Devils prospect, but his other son is Tage Thompson, who is yeah. currently lighted the NHL yeah. on fire. He's really good and signed a big, huge, enormous, lucrative deal. Uh, let's get to Steve. Steve, good morning. How are you? 
Steve. Steve, yo. Morning. Hey. Hey. Uh, regret is getting out of bed and going on this road for the last hour driving okay. to work. But my <laughs> real regret is uh, 25 years ago, I had saved up a pile of money, wanted to get in, open up a business, and Tim Hortons was for sale in Spruce Grove, and they wanted $75,000 for it. My dad was going to pitch in the other fifty grand for me, and then we were going through the process, and they said one of the stipulations is you have to put a drive-through on a Tim on the Tim Hortons, and that's why the guy was selling it because you had to spend thirty-five thousand dollars to put a drive-through on it. Mm. And my dad said, you know what? There's no freaking chance people will ever drive through to get a coffee. People come <laughs> to sit down and have a donut, and they sit down to have coffee. So not a chance. I'm not investing the money. Go find a different business. Okay, That's Steve. That's my biggest regret. <laughs> so, so how often do you think about that? Do you think about that every day you drive by a Tim Hortons? Do you still oh, go through yeah. drive throughs <laughs> Every single time I tell it to everybody, it's my bane of my existence. <laughs> okay. All right. Hang on the line, Steve. That's pretty and, and good. just so you know, yeah. the guy that did end up buying it now owns 43 Tim Hortons. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Steve. Hang on the line. It's pretty good. I think I think right now it's between that's like, that's it's Steve and uh, Beer Tab Mora. Who who had the chance to buy Netflix? Blockbuster? Are yeah, they yeah. Like hard pass. Yeah, Blockbuster in two thousand is like no, we actually like late fees. <laughs> and Netflix is now putting a show out called Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. isn't that full great? circle? It is full circle. Let's get to one more and then we'll make our decision. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. okay. All right, uh, Michael. Good morning. How are you, Michael? Michael, Michael, hey, Michael. Guys. Hey, what's hey, up, Michael? Thanks for calling, man. Thanks, thanks for having me. No problem. So, uh, my regret is not as devastating as uh, some of these other stories. Yeah. But uh, it kind of relates to what you guys were saying before. So when I was 18, I had a chance to work in a pretty exclusive hotel in Switzerland. Mm, Okay. And uh, we had everyone in terms of clientele. We had Forbes lists. We had athletes. We had everyone. Uh, But one day, 18-year-old Mike was going to concierge to kind of sort out a bill. And I looked up. And I just follow a rope up, and I get to uh, I get to the chest area, and it says Victoria's Secret Angel. And uh, she goes, perfect accent, uh, do you know where the spa is? And I was still experiencing voice cracks at the time, and I go, the spa? <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, I just kind of looked down at that point and pointed to where it was and uh, kept on my way. And uh, not a huge regret, but at the time, I wish I sounded like these. That voice would have really, yep. would have really directed her. <laughs> probably, right, probably would have brought it home, Frank. Pretty good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, hold on the line. Thanks for calling. Uh, we've had some good calls today. We got. I'm we really, have. I'm really proud of our uh, of our listeners. I do like Beer Tab Mora. Like that's uh, good. And I did like the fact that her husband immediately turned down the radio. I like the. I like that one because it has been long lasting. Like her friends still rip on her. Yeah, so I the do. Regret like that. is still. Like but, it, it sits in her, and it happens yeah. a lot because every time you go to have a beer, it ha- it's it's like the drive-through. Anytime yeah. you drive through by yeah. by one, you're like, well, there it is. But I, I have to I have to put Steve back on the line. Steve, mm-hmm. uh, let's put Steve back on. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Uh, you, you, can you uh, first of all, would you be able to go to the game tomorrow night? Hundred percent. I'd bring my boy with me. Okay. Can you do me a favor if I give you the tickets? 
go through Timmy's? <laughs> you have to go through Tim Hortons drive-thru before you go to the game. Mm-hmm. Can you... I will do that, sure. All right, Steve. Congratulations. You win. Thanks, buddy. Like the the literally the fortune you could have had if you would have put the, exactly. the drive yeah. uh, in through the Tim Hortons. I just I feel for you, Steve, and that's yeah. probably something that still every day you get up and go, wow, yeah. what would my life look like if I was a Tim Horton forty three franchises in Alberta? Yeah, I'd like be rolling in it. What's your net worth now, Steve? No, I'm just no, kidding. No, don't, no, answer don't, no, don't, just kidding. Know, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Steve, congratulations. <laughs> go to the game tomorrow, pal. Hang on the line. We'll get your details. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. Steve wins. He has to win. That's Could you imagine drive like every Tim Hortons go, man, I could have been that guy. I could have been living that life. <laughs> that could have been me. Yeah, that could have been me. Especially nowadays where you drive by a Tim Hortons and there's nobody in the store. The store. The yeah. line is 15 minutes to get a coffee in the drive-thru. Right. But there is nobody sitting in the stores. I feel for Steve. Uh, he could have had a, an awesome life. I'm sure his life is awesome. He's got a boy. That's great. Going to take his boy to the game tour. Oh, that's cool. We're very happy for Steve. But that regret he must have every time he sees a commercial on television. <laughs> like, he just thinks about that. And I'm sure him and his dad never, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you were that stupid. Yeah. Any time it's like, hey, yeah. what, what are we doing for a vacation this year? Well, imagine if we had bought that Tim Hortons. And I like that he knows that the guy who bought it now owns 45-plus locations. Uh, like, he's been keeping yeah. tabs on it. Yeah. Um, we got a text. Uh, Tim Hortons drive through hands down, winner. No more stories required. <laughs> yeah. Like, we kind of felt the same way. So, uh, that was our winner for the uh, Flames Preds tickets tomorrow night down at the Dome Lower Bowl. But we also have a $100 gift card uh, to Golf Town to give away. And we open up the text line at 960-960, name and location. What's your fun regret? Uh, Maddie? you've kind of pared it down a little yeah, bit. I got what, some favorites. Okay, what do you like? What do you like? Well, how about this one? This one is from Jeremy in town. His biggest regret was not going to L.A. to go on The Price is Right. Or his biggest regret was going to L.A. So what happened? He went down to L.A. He's able to go on The Price is Right, a pretty sweet billing, Partying like a rock star all night on the Sunset Strip the night before. Woke up completely sick. Took a cab to the studio. Got interviewed and almost threw up. So instead they called him a cab. Went back to the motel. Missed his chance to win some fantastic prizes. And meeting Drew Carey. That's pretty good. Just got too banged up. And listen, I'm sure a lot of us have been in a situation where you got a little bit too banged up. And your great day the next day went right out the window. Could you imagine he missed a chance to play Plinko, oh, like because Plinko is the Cadillac the of all one. the Price is Right games. It's, yeah, it's why we played the game. George. Yeah, like everyone loves Cliffhanger, the Yodeler dude. Yeah, <laughs> or like you know the hole in one where you do the putting. Sure, those are fun. They're quirky. But, yeah, but Plinko, Plinko is the Cadillac of the Price is Right games, and he had so much fun that he missed his chance to potentially play Plinko or even spin the big wheel. That's, That's pretty good. It's a tough one. Uh, a lot of regrets on this one from Damien. Damien was dressed up as Bob Marley for Halloween. He was driving with his wife and three-year-old kid in the car to go trick-or-treating at the in-law's place. Just bought a brand new car, mint. You could still smell it inside. But then he drove the new car through the in-law's garage door and uh, forgot to put the park. The car in park damaged the garage door, damaged damaged the new vehicle, uh, damaged the father-in-law's vehicle. And uh, while he was in through the door, there was about 20 trick-or-treaters around the house as well. Uh, and he had to get out. He was all dressed up as Bob Marley. and <laughs> had to... <laughs> That's not a good look. No. The car smells like skunk. It's just, everything was no good. Okay. 
I like that. That one was okay. Uh, and then these these two are my favorites. This one's from Corey. Corey met a buddy for coffee at noon one day a few years back at 7-Eleven and decided to split a couple of Lotto Max tickets together. Uh oh. That night, they went to the Flames and Wild a game with his brother-in-law. Anyways, um, once again, asked, hey, why don't we do a little joint gambling on this thing? Why don't we split some 50-50 tickets? Um, Corey only had a 50 on him, so he declined. He didn't need, you know, a thousand 50-50 tickets. They ended up winning. 100K was the prize, so uh, they took 50K, and uh, he had to wear that as an L. Ooh, that was tough. Like, I've regretted buying 50-50 tickets before, but it's only for a short amount of time until the winner's handed out, and it's nobody I know, and then I have no regrets. That's like if you buy somebody a scratch ticket for Christmas, and then they actually win. Yeah. And you'd be like, I had the ticket in my hand, and I can't believe they just won. And I gave that it away would be for dripping free. with regret. Yeah. But not because you had a 50, because you're such a high roller, you didn't want to buy or get change for your 50-50 ticket. Okay, one more. Last one. Eric, out of Olds, regrets not pitching to the batter. So he's uh, playing a little bit of slow pitch. Left-handed batter comes up to the plate. And he's only got his right hand on the bat. So he's standing there and he's waiting and waiting and waiting for the guy to ready up, put the other hand on the bat. The umpire, the ump yells, uh, pitch the ball. So Eric, he's all frustrated. He's waiting so long. He yells out, I will, when he puts his other hand on the bleeping bat. And that's when the batter turned, faced him, and he realized that the batter only had one arm. Oh, boy. Ooh. What's his name? That is Eric from Olds. I think <laughs> like a $100 gift card to Golf Town's not going <laughs> to ease the pain of potentially splitting 100k. Nope. But calling out the guy going, "I'll pitch to him when he puts his other hand on the bat." <laughs> and then the other guy has one arm. It's the one arm guy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Eric, I think you win. That's Congratulations, the one where, Eric. Yeah, next time just just pitch the ball, Eric. Yeah. The guy yeah. was ready. The umpire saying pitch, do it. Just do it, just Eric. Just listen to the um just pitch the ball. Congratulations. Uh, you win a hundred dollar um, gift card to Golf Town, Eric, for just being an insensitive <laughs> Richard. Yeah. Uh congratulations. Why don't you show a little compassion, yeah. Eric? Like I I thought I was gonna give it to Corey, but a hundred dollars is not gonna He's yeah. the pain of 100K that you could have split. Yeah, so that's that's too bad. Sorry, Congratulations, Corey. Eric and Olds, and congratulations to our man, Steve, uh, on winning today's uh, prizes. We'll have another $100 gift card to give away tomorrow from Golf Town, too. And uh, I didn't want to give away the story, but the, the way that Eric phrased it is he regrets not pitching the ball to the one-arm bandit. Oh, why do you? Oh, you okay. Well, he's still going to win anyway. Yeah. I don't really like how that went, but uh, yeah. Congratulations, Eric. You win. Uh, that's it for us. We got to run. Uh, our, our show needs to get replayed straight ahead. We got to get so, out of here. So we'll do that. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.